This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. All right. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Um, we're here to talk about uh, brand safety. Uh, my name is Mike Chen. I'm on the product team at Triton Digital. Um, and this is a topic that I'm really uh, happy to give a talk about um, and really interested in um, helping you understand a little bit more about what brand safety is and how you can use that in your advertising strategy. All right. Uh, so o over the course of the next uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes, I just want to make sure that uh, you guys could understand what brand safety is. Um, how to use it in your advertising strategy, um, and also uh, how you can, what we can do with it in the future, what it might look like, um, and uh, yeah, just get a better sense of what it is. Uh, it's been uh, why it's important, though. Um, I took some headlines from the past six months. Brand safety has been talked about a lot, um, even in this conference. Uh, I think there was a talk yesterday uh, with um, the folks at Sounder, another one um, uh, later in the day. Uh, but really, the goal of brand safety is to make sure that um, advertisers are comfortable with what they're buying, uh, and it resonates better with um, uh, the, the consumers that are actually listening to um, the, the podcasts. But you can see here, um, you know, Meta's been working with Zephyr. Um, GARM, the Global Alliance of Responsible Media, has been updating their, um, their, uh, their categories and, their, uh, and uh, how they're defining what brand safety is. Um, Spotify is partnering with, uh, with IAS to make sure that uh, their controls are in place. Um, and uh, just more recently, uh, Sounder did a deal with DAX. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there's just a lot of, ha lot of, lot of hap lot happening in the brand safety world these days uh, because there's a big opportunity here um, to make sure that um, the dollars are being spent and advertisers are comfortable with what they're buying. All right, so what is brand safety? Uh, next couple of slides are really just kind of level set, make sure everyone understands what they are. Uh, you can't do brand safety without suitability, explaining what suitability is also. Um, and I think uh, the, way I like to, the, way, the way I like to think of it is, um, if ads were my kids, uh, brand safety would be the uh, filters that protect them from some of the um, weird and uh, questionable stuff on the internet. Um, whereas brand suitability would be more like, um, no, and me understanding that, oh, my kids are really into Legos right now, and I'm going to take them to the Lego store and, uh, because, uh, for, their, for their birthday and for them to buy their birthday gift. Um, but really, like, uh, in the advertising space, um, brands, uh, brand safety is about making sure that the brand's ads are not heard on podcasts that are uh, considered inappropriate for advertising, so stuff like hate speech, uh, adult content. Uh, and brand suitability is really about making sure that the uh, brand's uh, ads are more appropriate for or more aligned toward a brand's goals. So um, an example would be like, um, uh, you know, Apple making sure that their podcasts, that their ads are being placed on um, podcasts that are appropriate, uh, Disney Parks making sure that they're not on, you know, uh, podcasts that are full of hate speech, or uh, maybe... Um, Bank of America making sure that their ads are placed on podcasts that are more about um, you know, financial planning rather than financial crimes. So uh, that's where these two come into play. So what does brand safety look like? Um, it's a little bit hard for, uh, I wasn't able to find any examples of um, uh, podcasts where uh, you know, the 
inappropriate podcasts with ads that are, uh, were on them. So if you have any examples of that, I would love to hear them. Um, but in, in the display world, this is what it would look like. So you have um, this Aflac uh, insurance ad on a, ad on a news, uh, like a Wikipedia page about um, the fear of being watched by a duck. You have Apple. Uh, iPad Air, uh, an ad, and I think this is the New York Times uh, at the same time that there was a uh, the Malaysia jet crash. Uh, not a good placement, obviously. And then more recently, uh, there were some video ads that CNN did um, during the when Russia first invaded Ukraine. Um, obviously, not good, and it's caused a lot of bad press for all of these brands. Um, and uh, this is what we you know, kind of want to avoid with the controls that um, uh, we can get into place for podcasting. So how do we work with brand safety? Um, in today's world, uh, this is what we, this is what how, how things work in today's world without brand safety controls. It's a very ugly and uh, error-prone process. But you can imagine an advertiser is going to think about they want to run podcast ads. Um, they're going to listen to a bunch of episodes for, for particular shows, determine what shows meet that cri the criteria that they define for themselves, and then they're just going to target those shows. Um, it's not good for publishers, it's bad for advertisers. Um, the publishers can't monetize an, an entire show even if one episode falls out of line. And for advertisers, it's not even 100% guaranteed that this will work because uh, new shows that are published may not follow the same guidelines as the ones that were published in the past. Um, so obviously not ideal, um, and we want to move away from this. And that's where we find kind of a better process. So in this world, and I'll go into detail a bit more uh, after this, but a publisher provides the ad-free audio for processing. This avoids some of the issues that, um, uh, that can happen if uh, some other methods are used. But uh, a brand safety provider rates that content with their, the tools that they have, machine learning, AI. Um, and then the advertiser determines you know, what's, what it means to them to be uh, brand safe. Um, and then they finally buy you know, direct through an SSP or programmatic through a DSP with the controls uh, that uh, brand safety and suitability uh, enable. Um, finally, ads are delivered, and, and at the end of the day, you know, they get their episode-level reporting so they can do um, verification that, yeah, these ads were placed on uh, content that I'm um, happy with. Um, but to dive a little deeper into this third piece, this uh, advertiser you know, determining what brand safety means to them, um, I like to think of it as kind of a pyramid. Um, you know, brand safety is, is kind of the, the very basic piece, right? It's the stuff that I don't want my ad to be shown on. Um, there's you know, around 11 categories. There's diff a couple different taxonomies with IAB and GARM. Um, this is the stuff that you know, I, I mentioned before, the adult content, the hate speech, you know, terrorism, the stuff that I really don't want my, stuff, my ads to be shown on. Um, and then the brand suitability piece is a little bit to me, more fun. It's like, what aligns with my brand? Um, I love to um, I listen to a lot of uh, cycling podcasts. And so like the tire companies and the component companies for bicycles, um, like they're going to want to um, serve ads on content like that. Um, what I didn't talk about too much, and what's kind of like, to me, is the elephant in the room, and maybe not, maybe not uh, totally clear to everyone else, is that it really depends on um, the vendor or the brand safety provider that you're using also. So um, for an advertiser to decide, hey, I want to use brand safety, that's great. Um, but who am I going to use uh, to leverage that? Like, who's generating this data? And those different brand safety vendors have, you know, they're, they're using the same IAB GARM standards, and there's definitions around that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like how they interpret that, 
inter interpret them. And so um, it's really important for uh, advertisers, media planners to go through and just you know, vet and ask a lot of questions to these brand safety vendors because the scoring is not going to be exactly the same across each. One vendor might say it's very related to adult content, while another might say it's likely related or unrelated. And it really just um, uh, it, it depends, and some you know due diligence due diligence is needed to make sure that um, you're comfortable with how those vendors are scoring uh, the the um, podcast content. All right, so. Uh, we talked about a lot about uh, um, you know, with the different methods of uh, brand safety, but like, what are the challenges of podcasting, and why isn't it here today? Um, it's audio, and audio is different uh, than you know display, uh, video, mobile. Um, a lot of the brand safety vendors that have you know, been around for a while have used like web scrapers to go through and figure out um, you know what's in each web page. Uh, they can provide they can do their analysis on each web page. Uh, those crawlers can um, they work just like like the Google search engine, right? Um, that doesn't work so well with audio because um, the ads are actually baked into the audio. And so uh, this is where I mentioned earlier that. Uh, it's better to have a publisher integration because once the publisher can provide ad-free audio and just removes one of the kind of barriers that or one of the more complicated things of uh, analyzing audio for um, for brand safety. Um, another another issue with podcasting is that the majority of listening happens within 24 hours. So um, we looked at a couple uh, large shows and um, almost half of the uh, downloads happen in the first 24 hours of being published. Um, so this gives a little bit of a time window where the brand safety data really needs to be there because if you're buying brand safe uh, podcasts or buying ad placements on brand safe podcasts, uh, that data needs to be there uh, quickly uh, in order for uh, you to make sure that you can get on those um, shows that have been newly published or episodes that have been newly published. Um, there's also a lot of technology partners out there. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that on the previous slide that not all uh, vendors have the same scoring mechanisms. So, um, so that's just something to, to be aware of. Um, it's not a that's not a unique thing to podcasting, but it's just a new thing, a unique thing. Uh, it's a it's a thing that's yeah all podcast all brand safety uh, solutions need to be. Uh, vetted against. All right. Um, so I mentioned publisher integrations are the most straightforward. Uh, sorry, it's a little bit hard to read, but um, in this case, uh, the podcast content is created, um, and this, this is how most brand safety vendors uh, are uh, providing their data. Um, once the once the content is uh, created, uh, the transcription is done. This is translating that audio into actual text. That that text is scored against their machine learning models, and finally, that data is provided to a DSP or an SSP for their decisioning. So, uh, this is kind of the flow, and then finally, obviously, it gets delivered and then reported on. All right. Um, I'm kind of flying through this, so hopefully it's not too much information at once. But um, one of the things that uh, I would love to see uh, the industry do, um, because I've been, I've integrated a bunch of brand safety vendors across different platforms, is to kind of work together a little bit more. Um, if you imagine uh, there's you know five different, say there's five different brand safety vendors uh, on a hooked into an SSP, that, that SSP has to integrate five different times to a single, uh, each, of those, each of those vendors to take advantage of it. Same thing with, with the DSP. Um, I would love, in, in, a, in a, my ideal world, uh, there would be one integration point, 
and then I can get access to every single one of those brand safety vendors. Um, so in this, in this case, they say there's uh, you know, five different vendors at the top of this. They're integrated with this podcast metadata service. And then the SSP and DSP really only have to integrate with that one service and then get access to all that data. Um, this, would, this is obviously my ideal world. I don't know if there are um, other partners in this crowd here, but if you're interested in uh, working together and making this happen, um, I'm very interested in talking to you, um, just because it makes it easier for everyone to integrate with the um, different brand safety vendors. And I feel like you know, with the rising tide, all boats rise also. Um, and you know, what the industry really needs is um, brand safety data uh, across the board. Um, and I think all the brand safety vendors out there, um, you know, I think it's beneficial for them also, right? It's, it's easier for them to integrate with just one service rather than having to integrate with you know, 10 or 20 SSPs and DS, DSPs at the same time. All right. So that was, I know that was really quick, uh, but just to recap, um, you know, brand safety is both brand safety and suitability. You can't kind of decouple them. Um, it really enables an advertiser to ensure that their message is shown or like listened to on appropriate content. Um, how do I work with brand safety data? You know, advertisers have to understand what makes sense for their brand, kind of do that soul searching and figure out you know, if they're happy with you know, no hate speech at all, well, probably that's everyone, but uh, you know, maybe adult content, there's, there's higher thresholds for different advertisers. Um, advertisers need to see what um, what content comes through with their criteria. So these are just providing tools, whether that's from the uh, brand safety vendor themselves or through the advertising partner that they're working with. Um, and I didn't mention this earlier, but I think the industry really needs to come up with a, a standard set of content to validate the scoring against. Um, this goes back to uh, different vendors using their different technologies and figuring out like uh, just different interpretations of the IAB and GARM standards, for example, um, and uh, the different scoring that happens against them. Um, a standard set would make it easier to just validate that, yeah, your, your brand safety vendor of choice is um, kind of validated against this standard set. Um, and we talked about the challenges already. I'm not going to go into that, but um, this, the podcast metadata store or service is something that kind of my, my dream scenario, but uh, hopefully we can find some solution to that um, in the future. All right. I think that's really all I have. Um, I guess I can open up to questions if any of you have any. Um, but thanks. <laughs>